You good? Vulski. Are we recording? It is recording, but we haven't started started yet. Ready? Yep. All right. Let me... Don't fuck this up. <laughs> What's every <laughs> like clockwork? Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. All right. It's because you hey, said don't last, fuck this up. Last piece of advice was don't fuck you this up. You crushed that intro. Yeah, that was yeah great. so uh, let's just get right into it. But let Hey, me- Ben, you and I are going to get along. Yeah. <laughs> I've been dealing with him all weekend, Ben. We don't need another one. But uh, welcome back. Best hour of their day um, on the couch. I feel there's no you're sitting in a more manly position than I am. I feel Fact. right now. Fact. Is this is this not manly sitting cross-legged? I don't know. Jenner's not a thing. I got the so. toe spacers on. Yeah, you you. Don't you listen. Good, Normally, what we would start doing right now is promoting the video portion portion of this, but we're not doing that at this point. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. <laughs> um, but we're still in Austin, Texas, at the Rogue Invitational. We got Fern here, and we've got our special guest Ben Javulski. That is a phenomenal pronunciation. So, thank you. I've worked really hard on that for the last two Mark, to three minutes. Harder than you did on the intro. So that's good. <laughs> my brain. I'm taking Alpha Brain. We went to on it the other day. I'm going to I'm going to shoot Joe Rogan a text and tell him Alpha Brain does not work. Or maybe it's working, but my brain was so not, low. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's getting back to baseline it's like fitness. So yeah, yeah. I'm working my way to baseline. He doesn't right. know what to do. <laughs> it's like, but oh. Ben is the owner of Wad Prep, and he's also actually based. That's Arvada. It's considered Arvada, right? With yeah, the offices. Technically. So my house is in the same town as your office. Yeah, we've never met, and here we are in Austin, Texas. It, it, here we are. Where, where do you live in Colorado? I'm in Denver proper. So, Arvada is like a suburb. Of Pretty Denver. much, yeah. yeah. Are we are we are essentially neighbors. And and you're originally from Maryland. You said you owned CrossFit. I used to own Blue Crab CrossFit, and then sold that. Where in Maryland? Um, basically by BWI Airport. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever flown in there? So you're right by uh, Cross or um, yeah, CrossFit. Federal Hill. No, Federal Hills like no, downtown. but I know Geo pretty yeah. well. Geo's, Geo's a good dude. dude. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, was it BWI? Those right there across the BWI. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a oh, few. Oh, that's few um, Ryan. Yeah. Mm, yes. What's his last name? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Dale Ryan it, King. It, no, no, it, it, it is Ryan. It is It's Ryan, but but they were they the ones that launched the Mac. No, like twelve labors. That's twelve labors. Uh, they were all together when they did that. Okay. This is but twelve labors is B was because the Mac is old. It's yeah, Mac's old. been around for a long yeah. time. Ryan, I, I used think is in the Mac. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I name. think I did the first one ever. All right. Do you want to talk about your regionals? No, right now? that's not regionals at all. I'm just like, like so that's really old. That was like 2010. Ben, maybe? I might yeah. have been there, man. Yeah. You know, just so you know, he beat Ben Smith in one workout nine years ago. Kind of hold on to that. Victory. And he still talks about it yet. Hey, I beat Alex Smith in a competition once. And that, I mean, that's on my resume. Hey, listen, hold on to that. I'll believe. And we're going to get, get along. Man. Yeah, this is going to be great. I'll, you got Uncle Rico and Al Bundy here. Listen, I'll throw that football right over the mountain. Dude. <laughs> I, I happen to beat Fern in two workouts this week, though. Wow. Ooh. Two? 
At least one. Yeah. At least part, yeah. part A and part B of the same <laughs> yeah, workout. Yeah, that, that changed quick. Um, I, I want to hear more about water prep, but I want to hear more about box ownership too. You sold, you sold your box in Maryland. What was that like? I get a lot of emails because I've sold boxes. What, what, what was your sale like? Um, it was actually fairly easy because I sold it back to the co-owner of the gym. He so was they, your partner? Yes, we were we were partners in it. We pretty much did 50-50. I guess it was technically 51 him, 49 me. It's kind of like best hour, 51 for me, 49 for Fern. Nice. That's why the business yeah. suffers. Watch out, watch out, man. He gave him control. Yeah. He has power, equity he's power. He's going to start mandating things in the company. Uh, <laughs> so I basically what happened was I got engaged, and she was in the military, so U.S. Navy. And with that, I was like, all right, I will not be staying in Maryland because uh, she actually went the helicopter pilot route. So she went to uh, Florida, Pensacola, Florida, to learn how to fly helicopters. She 60s? 50, 50 uh, Sierra's. I mean, yeah, Sierra's. Sierra's. Yeah, yeah. Here yep. we go. Military talk. Um, you guys you guys have so much in common. Yeah. So Fern is a Navy guy. His wife's still active duty Navy. She's actually in Africa. If you're not sure where that is on this map. It's not South America. <laughs> Fern was trying to show us where Africa is. But so you have a little, Well, I guess I'm jumping the gun. Are you still married? <clears throat> Uh, next question. Next yeah. question. <laughs> I had a feeling that that's where we we're going, but um. So anyway, you sold the box. This woman, we shall not mention her name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everything's amicable. All we're up. We're, that's we're what still, everybody still good, says. Still good. Friends. So we're all my ex girlfriends. Yeah, we're all amicable. <laughs> so I learned. So I moved from Maryland to Florida to San Diego to Japan for three and a half years, and then the next oh, duty sweet. station was Boulder, Colorado. Oh, so that's how you. So that's up that's there. why I'm in Colorado. What was your favorite place that you lived out of all those? I mean, I Colorado's hard to beat, man. Dude, I love like, you know, Fern's trying to get us to move to Virginia Beach to open a best hour. Mm -hmm. Well, not the box. The box, obviously, best hour CrossFit is in Arvada, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> With all two of its clients. Yeah. yeah what's your uh, MRR? What's your monthly revenue? Oh, it's huge. Um, <laughs> I got to crunch some numbers. And get back I'll to get you back to you, but it's a lot. True yeah. box ownership. But like, I, mean, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at the reports. Yeah. I want to say over a hundred dollars. Yeah, easy. We, I got that reminds me. But hey, no Katie, overhead. Katie, yeah. can you remind me to up Roz's uh, membership rate when yeah. we get home? We'll talk about that email later. <laughs> but and then you know we've been here in Austin, which you know, everybody flooded to either one of two places, really Boulder. Yeah, and then Austin for sure. And now having been here again, I love Colorado. I mean, this weather's been great this weekend. I think people don't realize in Colorado, it's not. Oh, you don't want people to come there. It's very cold and windy. Yeah, it's terrible. You're Snows right. It's all terrible. The time. Like the sun is almost never out. Yeah, you can't breathe. It's at altitude. <laughs> so, so you you wound up there and then you just stayed there. Yeah, I mean, I'm when I moved there, it'll be three years this upcoming April. So, what was the duty station? It was like a um, ROTC unit. That's what I figured. Yeah, so she teaches or like ROTC or something. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty amazing. I mean, I've gotten into all the Colorado hobbies. Yeah, it's been cool. What do you because... do? What, like what? Mountain biking? Yes. Do you mountain bike? Yes. We should go out together. Hardcore. Love it. Uh, oh, I'm not hardcore. I fall a lot. Yeah, that's fine. But there's a great so loop. Helmets are for. <laughs> there's a great loop near me. You know, if you take 93, there's that gas station that always has a hot dog stand. Mm -hmm. There's a loop there. Yeah, it's like a 15 mile loop. It mm -hmm. takes like an hour and a half. To, mm -hmm. It's a great loop, though, if you want to. Sure. Is that where you secretly go eat hot dogs? You're like, hey, Roz, I'm going for a bike ride and just post, hang out with post the, ride. The, the, the hot dog <laughs> hot dog stand for two hours. No, but there's always a sign that's like today only a dollar hot dogs, but it's every day. 
And they always have like these. He falls for it every time. Yeah, he's every like, time he's like, like, listen, I want to support you guys and keep you guys. I know here. it's running out <laughs> soon, guys. Here's a here's a dollar. And and they have like these um, hot rods. I want to call them always in the in the area. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, interesting it's like a spot. weird little gas station. Yeah, man. Uh, what else? Mountain biking. I just actually got into backcountry elk hunting, so I did archery oh, elk this season. I really would love to do that with it. So, would you? Would you? Did you get any? That's a whole the whole story in itself. <laughs> It's, it's, it's hard to get it's an elk. It's very hard. It's ten percent success rate on tags, especially in archery season. It, so, um, but if you like, want to shoot elk, Colorado's the place to be. It's like I think it's the highest elk population in the states. I think that yeah, technically the biggest herd. Yeah. Um, when you say ten percent on tags, what does that mean? Oh, ten uh, percent success rate, meaning like you walk out with for the elk. people who buy licenses and go hunting. Right. Only one in ten people are successful. But technically, you need that license. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Otherwise, you're a poacher and you get thrown under the jail. <laughs> you know, a bunch of the guys at the, at the box that I train at Ralston Creek CrossFit go elk hunting and they've never, I'm always like, cool, bring me back some elk. And they've, they're either not telling me they're getting it, but I think more it's likely it, they're not getting it's it. It's super difficult, but I will say this. It was the first time, not the first time, but it was like many other Colorado hobbies where I was just like, thank goodness I'm fit. Right. You know, yeah, like, here it's like, like now I have applied fitness because of all this exercise of doing I can actually hang in some other domain. It's like, oh, this is great. Like same thing with mountain biking, backcountry snowboarding, elk hunting. Um, you know, those are kind of like the really big Colorado hobbies that I have, um, and they're very expensive and addicting. So, what what's the challenge from a fitness perspective? Elk hunting. I assume, obviously, if you catch an elk or or kill an yeah, elk, yeah, you got to pack it and yeah, haul it yeah. out. So, I mean, it was it was the most physically demanding thing I've. And I've you didn't get done. one. No. So what was, but what was the man packing, of- packing in like, so where we hunted, it was about a seven, eight mile hike into the wilderness. And that was up a mountain. So you climb a mountain into the wilderness carrying like a, my pack was probably 85 pounds. Can I hire someone to just carry the pack? And, you could like a Sherpa llamas. People will bring llamas sometimes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was my own llama and I threw the backpack on and it was, it was very strenuous. So going in seven day or seven, seven, eight miles, setting up camp. And then each day it's another, like, I mean, most days we were doing about 15 miles where we'd like, wow. we not with 80 pounds, but probably with like 30 pounds, you know, like, yeah. Cause you just had a camp and yeah, exactly. And they kind of like do loops out, out of that. So um, I feel like you keep looking at firm when you're talking about manly stuff and then looking at me when it's more like less, like more mm. feminine. Design. I want to confirm your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start looking you in the eyes. So let me talk, talk to me about archery. Let, uh, me, let me tell you more about archery. Hunting. Yeah. This makes me feel well, a little weird, but maybe because I've not felt that masculine, <laughs> but I, uh, still time. We got a Fern. You should come. You're coming out in January. Let's do a little, uh, hunting I, with Ben. You know, you would never survive in that scenario. Yeah, in January, I don't think the season is still going. When, well, when I just September. meant I just meant from the from a standpoint of doing, like having to do something that's physically. Yeah, my, you know, <laughs> immediately he's like, he's like, can I hire a Sherpa? Yeah, my fitness is not applicable. No, it's not. I can't apply it to anything. He doesn't want to leave fitness. his basement. When he said he when he said he does mountain biking, I was like, I don't think you. Do. I have a mountain. Bike. You have a mountain bike. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. But it's never left the garage. I blame the baby. Like I just can't leave for that long right now. Mm. No, I mean, Ben and I were trying to get together and I'm like, I'm, I can't leave my, I, we Stuck had the time basement. we were going to meet up and then I realized I had agoraphobia and I couldn't <laughs> leave my house. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's talk. I, I always joke that he would never, he'd never be able to do hunting. Hunting is, is hard. Like it's, it's, it's it uncomfortable. So it's uh, frustrating. And, but then you add on 
when you get into like bow hunting and you get into that kind of stuff, now you're talking about like massive hikes, like oh. to get in and out. You're going to cover how long? How long was that trip? So my first trip was ten days. We did like a hundred. I was going to say you cover well over hundred. One hundred and thirty-eight miles, I think, in ten days yeah. or something like that. It was it was nuts. And then I went out another six days. Um, and that was even harder. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, and there's was nothing awesome. more frustrating than just sitting and doing nothing and getting nothing out of it. <laughs> well, and that's, but that's the thing though, is, is there was a couple of days where we did still hunting where like, there's one day where I sat in the log for 16 hours straight, just sitting over a water. That's, that's J speed. But yeah, I could do that easily. <laughs> but most of the time, if there is no sitting, like you were just moving because were you guys, were you guys working with a guide? No, okay. no, no. It was so like one, I guess the second trip I went on, one of my friends who owns a CrossFit gym actually in, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Colorado, like 45 minutes south of us. Um, his name's Kurt. He is a hunting guide, but he wasn't necessarily, I wasn't paying him to right, guide right, right. this trip. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. So that's like very much applied fitness yeah, where it's like hundred percent. the only way that I'm able to get through that with all the blisters and just the pain and everything is just like, and also find joy in it is Fitness. because i'm used to punishing myself in the gym mentally and physically so you know speaking of the, you know when you and i were communicating you kept being like i'm gonna be here for 10 days i'm like what's this dude do <laughs> like he's always gone for 10 days <laughs> you're like i'm biking i'm i'm, I'm uh, hunting you can't do that when you own a but well let me rephrase that you can do it when you own a box if you own a successful box yeah. you should you, be able to do you that. should be able to do it yeah you though pivoted correct into wad prep Give us the backstory of that. How, when did it start and, and yeah. why did it start? Of course. So when I, I previously owned that CrossFit gym, Blue Crab CrossFit, got engaged, moved from Maryland to Florida. And then in that move. You were in Florida. Yeah. Pensacola. Right. Because you had Wad Prep then. Yeah. I just like I bought the domain name. Right. Because I was in Florida. I think we had some overlap and a lot of the people at Real Fitness would talk about wad prep okay. and like Telena, you know, Telena. I don't know. Fortunata. Yeah. Really? There was a few. Yeah. People. Like I remember her from the games. Yeah. There was a few people that, okay. So there was a little bit of overlap. Okay. I feel like we're, yeah. Very, we're basically, were we brothers? I think we have the same mom. <laughs> Are we related? <laughs> um, so I was in Florida and that's when we got the news that we were moving to Japan. Like they were like, Hey, your next, like the next big duty station is Japan. Once you pass through San Diego. And I was like, Oh no, like Cusco or Sasbo? Um, uh, Atsugi. Oh, the, oh, okay. Yeah, it's that's like right. the naval yeah, air yeah, station, yeah, yeah. forty-five yeah. minutes outside of Tokyo. Um, how long did you live in Japan? Three and a half years. Did you like it there? I loved it. That was my question to you. That Japan is like a. There's nobody that falls in the middle. No, there is no middle ground. You either hate it or you love it. It was absolutely outstanding. And he, life is what you make of it, man. I yeah. mean, if you lived in Japan and didn't have fun, like you were looking at it from the wrong perspective, right. because it was absolutely. What year were you there? Incredible. Or what years were you there? Um, I was there from 2016 to 2019. So and I you guess left to right before the whole island went on like complete lockdown. Right. So right. like, obviously like it sucks because yeah. the people who are there during the pandemic, like, yeah, you're because they straight up locked down the military Super base. Lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And that would be terrible. I, so did, did you speak Japanese? Mm, squishy. A little bit. A little bit. I figured that out. Um, yeah. How about sushi? Good sushi there? Oh, yeah. Like the best? Like, is it hard for you to have sushi now? Because you ate the best sushi? There's actually a pretty good sushi scene in denver yeah what's um, your favorite sushi spot in denver uh, there's a place course. called blow go fish mm, i'm trying to remember the name Fern Su and I, I mean had, sushi Den i forget there's a couple that are good i don't remember Fern and i had great sushi in seattle was it great 
<laughs> we went like, to a sushi spot that was it was the golden corral of sushi it was yeah the sizzler <laughs> dude there's don't knock western sizzler I, in college i, I, I didn't say anything some, about I sizzler. Get some quality meals at western <laughs> oh, sizzler. Yeah, i'd go on and be like i am gonna make you lose money on me you thought 11 <laughs> you think 11.99 is gonna prevent you, me you from def, taking there's your no money? way there's no way you beat the guy that was sitting next oh to that dude <laughs> was legit um so so you will go from japan to boulder yep and w- when in there does Wad Prep kind of start to Wad Prep started in, like I said, kind of in in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida. I I literally just decided. I think for the 2014 Open, I was trying to figure out how can I like start to do some sort of coaching project. Um, and what I did was I started a Facebook page. Wad Prep was the name because it was the domain name was available. So I bought wadprep.com and I was like, all right, this is my brand. And then I started releasing Facebook videos or videos on Facebook under the wad prep name about the open, like 14.1 strategy guide, 14.2 strategy guide, so on and so forth. And I would just what send it. Do you it remember to- your first one? Say what? Do you remember your actual first video? Video and what workout it was and what it was 14.1. What was that workout? I don't remember the actual workout. Uh, yeah. That I mean, might have been the one we did at the box. Carhu. The other day. No, I thought he said it was 15.2 or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway. No, that was the one they hosted. Yeah. But anyway, you, 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 the workout pops up by Castro. Yeah. And you're like, I had, I had this idea to like, I was like, Hey, you know how, if I can't run my gym anymore, I'm getting out of that. I'm unemployable. Like I've never, I like, I, I've always started my own business. What's your back? Did you go to college? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, in North Carolina state. I was on their fishing team. Number that, one. That's the Wolverines. Team, uh, Wolfpack. Do they, Wolfpack? Leg- yeah. they legit have a fishing team? Uh-huh. That's great. They were, when I was there, number one in the nation. How many other teams? Hundreds. Hundreds. And, like, think most, of any. Think is of it any. Division most, one? Mostly in the SEC. But, so it's technically a club, which <laughs> okay. is cool because I actually made like $94,000 in college fishing or something like that. And I got to keep it all because you're it not was a club NCAA. sport. There, it wasn't NCAA sanctioned. Yeah, it's not sanctioned by the uh, clearinghouse. Yeah. For, that's why you didn't make money in college because you were a division one athlete? Well, it was illegal then it's not now they you can just, make money off your name now right they just changed it yeah because uh lamar odom started that i'm pretty sure it was lamar odom started that that that's a that was like a class action lawsuit that happened oh, that's huge, years yeah. ago and there's dude there's guys in that play like some big names like in the sec they play for alabama and some of those other schools million bucks yeah i believe it yeah i mean i didn't go division one because of the money thing you know yeah same you know, I was like between bass fishing, football and basketball. You know, yeah, I just I was had like, to choose. Basketball. Dude, well, let me you win. Yeah, <laughs> you it was far less stressful to bass fish and you made way more money than I. Made yeah, it was fun, man. I mean, we had a good time. Um, But but so you're unemployable because you've never had a you know, quote unquote. I've started, my own, I've started like my own businesses since. I mean, I actually so I just came from an entrepreneurship conference down in uh, Mexico City. That's oh, that's why you were there. That's where I was before this. And who was there? Just a ton of online business owners, various like areas, various. Did uh, they mention us? No, no, but I mean, I'm sure it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you they, know? I mean, you guys I'm are glad planted. they didn't. You guys, for are, the record, you, you guys would have been angry if they used our name. You guys are playing at such a high level. I mean, it's uh, you know, set the bar, set yeah. the bar at the right level. Like this is not like. Grand Cardone 10x for like 100x. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So why can... why stop at 10? <laughs> we have a new company. It's 11x. 11x. <laughs> 10.9x. <laughs> so so unemployable like us because you're an entrepreneur. And then when you sold the box, you're like, I need to 
Yeah. Figure um, this out. And when it started, it was actually really interesting. So I, I started Wad Prep and the original game plan was, I mean, I had owned a gym. I'd been coaching for, you know, like five years at that point, at least six years. And I opened or I start Wad Prep and the whole plan was to like get good coaches and athletes to like be the people that give the information. And I kind of facilitate it because like, because I was like regional ish level, you know, like I was like always like bubble boy right. making it to regionals. So like, I was like, I'm not good enough to teach people how to do this. And okay. I'm not, I'm not, you know, a world-class coach yet. So my first video, I was actually supposed to interview my friend who's a games athlete. Who's this? Well, he didn't, he didn't make it, but it was Gary Helmick. So oh, my he's buddy, one of those guys that yeah. I'm going to go to the games. No, no, yeah, no I actually have he, heard him that and his, He was always on the bubble, dude. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that name. So him and his wife, him and his wife yeah. were the first like individual couple to qualify which Where is they? pretty amazing based out of where out of maryland okay yeah out of maryland. so the one comes out and i was like gary like you know like i'm starting this company it's gonna be great like can i interview you so i can get tips on how to approach this workout uh long story short the workout came out and he just like kind of had to bail he was busy so we didn't like come to our meeting and i was like <laughs> you have one job gary show up, <laughs> show up for 14 one thanks gary and i and i was just like oh man truck on without you like i should have had a backup plan i guess <laughs> i'll come up with tips and like release this video where i was kind of just like afraid i was like hey like i'm not a games athlete but like here are my suggestions and maybe you consider this do this and i put it on facebook and the feedback i got was like this is great yeah there wasn't really anyone doing that it was rudy from 20... outlaw that was it. Yeah. Like Rudy from Outlaw was, was making stuff where it was like, you know. People right now are like Googling who's Rudy from yeah, Outlaw. But back in the day. Find a couple of lawsuits. He was, it was like, yeah, yeah right. There's some pictures out there. It was it was basically him and Ben and like OPT yeah. were like the three main yeah. programmers. Yep. Yeah. For sure. But I don't. He, he was one that. of the first ones that really started like laying down volume. Oh, yeah. yeah. We followed Outlaw at Albany Cross. We could talk about that with there Kevin 17, later. 17 parts to the workout. Oh, it was a heavy was, lift, a Metcon, and, the, you know, it was yep. destroying people. Did you, ever, did you ever go to that box? Have you ever been there? No, no. You drive right by it. It's like, yeah, oh, you, you know, it's, it's, kind of in the it's like right down the street from uh, Trident. Yeah. Oh. What well, was when they were both in that area. Yeah. So you, you got really good feedback on that? Yeah. So I released that first video and I kind of just like, because since I was an affiliate owner, I knew all the local Baltimore affiliate owners. I knew some down in Florida and I just kind of like put it out there and sent it to all of them. They shared it in their member groups. And then like by the end of the weekend, it had a couple thousand views. Like for our first video, I was like, Oh, it's phenomenal. All right. Like that's pretty good. So the next week, I think I was trying to get CJ Martin on because I was, I was following Invictus for at that time. And it was the same thing where he was like, he was like, I think I might be able to do it. And then, like, I was like, I don't think he's going to actually show up. And then he's like, hey, man, like, I'm busy. And I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing 14.2, too. It's just me. And then so I made it again, and I got another round of really good feedback. And I was like, you know what? I can do do this. You know, like I'm going to be the coach. And then that was when Mod Prep, like, took off because I just started real. Like, people were like, you explained it really well, and you don't make it so, like, I'm not saying, like, hey, for the round of 22 chest bar, just hit those unbroken and then, you know, move on to the next set. It's I mean, like, what other plan would there be? Right. Mo- <laughs> most people who are watching these videos are like, Hey, like I need to figure how out should how- I break up the tents. Right. Or like, <laughs> or like, how do I do a chest bar right. pull up? Like, what if I can't touch my chest of the bar? So I very quickly, based on the feedback of this first couple of videos, realized that one people would trust me at, and, and like me as an expert. And two, when I explained things like really simply and didn't make it like elitist, like I didn't make it like 
only for high level RX regional bound athletes and made it for like, Hey, 98% of the people watching the video. If you can't do this movement, try this. Like, here's a tip to help you get better at this. And I just started dropping those little nuggets that I've been using over years and years of coaching. And people are like, I love it. And then that's where I kind of like started, started carving this path out of like, Oh, I'm going to help people like learn how to do RX workouts, not take RX people and take them to regionals. Like I, I want to help into the masses at that point. Like yeah. that's where I think a lot of people kind of make a mistake is that they, they try to talk to 1%. I'm like, just talk to everybody. Like you can, it's really hard to split 1%. Well, it's pretty yeah. easy to split and, 99. And when I was learning, when I was like learning about business too, cause I was doing a lot of business book reading at that time, mainly it was for the affiliate to grow it. And then when I realized, you know, selling that, it was kind of just like personal development, business development stuff. And I just realized I'm like, dude, the market is bigger over here in the scaled so to RX division. Bigger. It's everybody. It, it is the market. Yeah, it the is. The market is not the games athletes. They I mean, all have coaches. They're all doing their own thing. For reference, Fern and I showed up to a box yesterday and hopped into the competitor class. Yeah. And it's like, we're not that good. Yeah. And that means if we're not that good and we're still like at that level, everybody else. Right. Is, you know, we didn't get blown out. You know, like I it, mean, I won. Uh, you, you did not win. Katie beat you, dude. Katie, did. <laughs> her bar muscle ups were suspect. It's her subject. We don't need to bring that up. Insert video of Katie's bar muscle ups here. Feet are a little above the bar. Um, but oh, point the old is, glide kip. Yeah, I think they should allow the glide kip. By the way, it's technique. And then they're going to start allowing that like backwards kip for the muscle up. Who cares? It's harder. It's like, it's the same. It's the this, butterfly. This is, yeah, this is the same discussion on the, but they're like, everyone will mean which it's cheating. And I'm like, cop up there and do one. And you walk up and they look like a, like a, you know, true wet laundry flapping in the wind. You're like, That's Whoa. like when someone's like kipping is cheating. I'm like, do it then do it. Yeah. Um, it requires a lot of coordination and stamina for that point is you, you're, you're absolutely right. That was smart to make that decision. Cause I would, 99% of CrossFitters fall into that bucket, I would say. Yep. May maybe a little less. Like, But you go to an average class and look around. If it's not happening, it's because the coach is doing a, a bad job. Nine out of 10 people should be scaling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that's, I mean, what I realized also, like not only do most people need to scale, especially like let's say they're just following some blanket competition training program and they just throw that at their gym. It's like, all right, if, if every single person in your class needs to scale, like perhaps the, the stimulus of this workout might not be designed properly for your membership base. And then also when you have this workout and it's long and hard and, and you can't figure out how to get everybody to like be able to get the, the right stimulus out of it, you also like lose a lot of class time, like not being able to actually teach people. And what I realized like really quickly is like, People have never been taught how to do double unders. They're just like, all right, if you can't do double unders, do two to one single unders. Yeah. Right. And like, that's, that's it. Go practice for 10 minutes. Right. And Come. a lot of them won't even do that. It's like, oh, we, we don't have time for this anymore. I'll intentionally teach think like more, you know, simple movements in a lot of those instances at like level twos, just to expose people to that. Yeah. And the flow master, whoever will always say, how many of you guys have either have somebody taught you to, uh, like jump roping or kettlebell swings or rowing or press? or press or something like that. And like almost nobody will raise their hand. Right. Like, right. Like, you can teach these movements and you can get people double unders instead of like, well, you just work on it on your own. Oh and my I'm like, gosh. That's not absolutely. Helpful. I mean, like taking everything and making it into some sort of progression is like, that is, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, I we tell coaches that all the time. You should have a progression for everything. Yeah. Burpee. You should have a progression like ready to go. I mean, yeah. Fern, think about we've each worked 
200 plus level ones at almost all of them, not all, but most someone gets their first muscle up. The vast majority. Yeah. I would say nine out of 10, someone's getting a muscle up and it, you know, that's simply because we worked on it for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're spending hours on it. We're like, Hey, have you done a false? No, it's more like 30 probably by the end. I mean, every, sure. every single, so I do seminars, especially like in the Colorado area. I'll just like do free. You want to do one at best hour CrossFit? Yeah, sure. I mean, the members are members? in the ass, but yeah, all right. <laughs> and I if love you it. can get through to my one member, um, she's a tough one. She's a tough cookie. She's very, yeah. A bit stubborn. Very stubborn. Uh, doesn't have sex with me as much as she should, <laughs> but, uh, you, actually you're not supposed to have sex with your members. That's, oh, a, that's you guys not talking about that problem. was my first yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mistake one. Not the first time either. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's amazing how just like a couple accurately placed cues, like just teaching someone the false grip without saying like, Oh yeah, you get a false grip. It's like, that is not coaching. You have to like explain like karate chop the bottom of the ring. If it, if the ring is sitting in the crease right here, then we grab and like walking them through it. And they're just like, Oh, and then boom, muscle ups. I mean, this is, I'm interested to hear this. You sound like a pretty good coach. You can talk pretty well. I mean, you're amongst two professionals. So you don't sound quite that great, but no, you sound great. Why didn't you, why wasn't your journey to make it on seminar staff? So I, when I did my level two, uh, like 10 years ago, it's like, expired. Yeah. Like said. it's, it's super expired. Where'd you do it? Um, I did it in uh, Japan, Hendel's gym in Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. So I did it there. So who and this it? was back when it was called the coaching prep course. Like yeah. it wasn't oh, so you did it in that, way back in the day. In, in between when I got my level two and now the current level two, there was a coach's prep course. Yeah, that was the intermediate course when they when they transitioned to the, the format of that mm-hmm. and were moving it to more of the instructional base where before it was just come in, get hammered. And then yeah. you yeah. might, or you probably didn't make it. And now time. you were in your level four like right. me, but, <laughs> and, and that was when also correct me if I'm wrong, people like randoms were showing up to be coached. Mm. There was a period of time where they were doing that. Like you can sign no, up. Not to at be, the CBC, just at the old level two. at the old level. Yeah. Okay. Cause when I taught the level two, like we were teaching the other participants and I think they were like, these guys are fixing themselves too quickly and move pretty well. So then they started allowing, you know, you can volunteer to be a mover there. Right. And then you'd actually get coached by it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And so then that. you took, though, the coach's prep. So Andy at Andy Handel's box Correct. in which Carolina? Is, okay. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Um, and Vern actually just did a fundraiser for Andy. He had a heart attack. No way. Still alive. Yeah. Still alive. And yeah. Him. I mean, he's. I'm pretty sure he's still in intensive care. I, I need to text Spencer, but yeah, oh he goodness. had a, he was doing a fundraiser. He was doing a, I think he was doing Bike a century ride, ride yeah. for Navy SEAL Foundation, and he had a massive heart attack. Jeez! Yeah. And tell him what the workout was. So the workout. So Cassidy made the workout, and Fern's then, head coach, uh, and then CrossFit picked it up. But it was a. Oh, did CrossFit pick up Cassidy's workout? I I think so. That's, that's cool. What, that's what I heard. It was a 5K row, 500 double unders, 5K ski. 5k bike five mile run it was a five mile run yeah not i thought it was a 5k when you i did too and i was uh not super stoked about it when i showed up on Wait, what was the five it was quintuple bypass uh, i assume something like that no it's just like quintuple five is what he called it yeah Jeez, so anyway man. you take your you take your coach's prep course and what were you gonna say about that um yeah i mean first of all i hope andy's all right i mean i i, I hung out with spencer for a little while there when back in the, the glory days of mm-hmm. competing. Um, that's crazy, man. Um, 
So what was the question? <laughs> you, you were, I asked you why you never made the decision to go to yes. seminar. Stuff. So after, so I believe it was, mm, I think it was Nicole. Carol? Yes, maybe. So she was one of oh, the. I bet you it was Nicole Gordon. Yes, back then. Nicole yeah. Gordon. So sure, she's in Colorado now. It's funny yeah. enough. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so she at that seminar, because um, I was trained under Christmas Abbott. Okay. For like, I went to CrossFit Invoke, Invoke in yeah. Raleigh. And like, yeah. she did a really good job of like developing our coach, like the coaching staff there. Mm -hmm. Like, she's the one that like saw like me and was like, hey, I think you could be a good coach. You move well and you, you know, can talk to people. Like, let me kind of take you under my wing, teach you how to be a coach. So she taught me a lot of the level two stuff before I even went to the level two. I go there do all right and then nicole was like you should be seminar stuff like come oh, cool. like come like and she like we like email back and nicole's forth. like that she's some people on seven in, in general in life i could say are like very scarcity mm -hmm. where nicole's like that person's great Abun they, yeah, yeah like very abundance, abundance yeah. yeah um so she reached out like we talked about it and i was like i was very keen to do that but when i realized that we're moving to japan like basically it was like a couple things fell into place. I took a crack at a couple of wad prep videos mm -hmm. and always had this like, hey, I, I could potentially go down the, the route of, of being seminar stuff because I'm friends with Megan Burns as well. Do you oh, guys know? Yeah, yeah, Meg's yeah. awesome. I was, we, I was in the Northeast for a bit, yeah. for a long time. And, you know, Meg was at Reebok, at the, but I know Meg yeah. is close with Christmas. Yeah, so like we were really... Well, she worked at Invoke for a long time. Yeah, she was yeah, a yeah. coach with me down Christmas there. was on the podcast two or three years ago now. Nice. Yeah. So long story short, I had a couple connections like in that realm and asked her about it. And it sounded like a good idea, but essentially like wad prep just kind of got legs and started That's moving. Cool. Like, and I, for me, I like, like I said, it's like, man, I'm unemployable, you know, like I, I like, I love building my own stuff. So it was, it was kind of like, if, if wad prep failed, I definitely would have like, that would have been the kind of no brainer where I would have gone right. and tried to be on the Southeast Asia like team. Yeah, I'm sure that because I was living in there. Japan. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's why. But so, it's always been something I would be interested in. So what what products slash services do you offer? So if somebody's listening, so okay, I get it. Like yeah, it was, sure. Uh, he did some wad prep videos. Yeah, because like, it's he, virtual. You don't have to come to Arvada. Correct. We, you it's, can. You could do a drop in at Best Hour Cross for twenty five dollars. <laughs> you don't get a free T shirt. We don't even have T-shirts, to be quite honest. Man, no, no shirts allowed. You got to remind me. I have T-shirts for both of you guys. Thank oh, you. And sweet. I have one for the camera woman as well. This is, that just happens Katie. to be an extra because you had no idea Katie was going to be here. Surprise. <laughs> uh, you're a men's large, right, Katie? <laughs> so um, I, let me back up a little bit more. So like one, the reason, like the real reason I started Wad Prep and like got really fired up about it is because I realized that like we all want people to fall in love with fitness, right? That's like my mantra is I want people to fall in love with fitness. The only thing that made me fall in love with fitness and actually look forward to bettering myself in the gym, mentally, physically was CrossFit because of the constantly varied nature, the, the competitive side of things. Like I loved it. It finally made me fall in love with fitness when I used to like do bodybuilding for a right. couple of weeks and then bail for you're, a month. You're doing that for the wrong reasons. Like me, you're doing it because I want to look good. I want to impress some girls. Right. Where, CrossFit where, was for me. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, it's the best hour of your day. Yes. Would you agree with that statement? I would say that. Yeah. Some people disagree. Yeah. It, it was the best hour and best, I think, is maybe with a grain of salt. Mentally, are you like, this is fun in the middle of it? No. But like, is it the best hour of your day for you? Yes. You know, that's why we like Ben. Gets so it. this gets is it. why we like Ben. So what I realized is that when I was starting Wad Prep, I was like trying to come up with my mission. Like, what am I doing this for? And I realized that 
the thing as a coach, because I, again, owned my gym for a, a couple of years and, and coached a bunch of classes at Invoke and, and Titan and a bunch of other gyms. The thing that made people go, oh, like, I can do this and like fall in love with CrossFit was when I could get them their, their first pull up new skill, their first double. Like when I have, when I have a 52 year old that learns something new, it's just like their, their eyes open up and their whole world just changed. Like, Oh my God, I haven't learned something new in a really long time. It's the best feeling ever. And I can like, it's like, it's bringing me tingles. Just talking. Do you have a specific memory? Cause I'm sure we all do of like a specific person got their first muscle up or handstand push up or double. yes. So there was this guy, Andrew at my gym that like registered for the open at blue crab. Yeah. Um, he registered for the open. He was kind of like not a super confident guy. Um, but he came, he like bought our living social way, way back in the day. And like, um, which basically like Groupon, like a knockoff for Groupon. Oh, yeah. Living social. I remember that he one. came, he came and, and joined anyway, long story short, he'd been in our gym for like a year and like, he had developed confidence. He like started dating someone. Um, and it was awesome. And then we had the open and he, it was the first, it was uh, the snatch double under workout, like the light snatch. Ooh, this that, is, was the, that was the very first open workout. It was 10 rounds, right? Of, no, no, no. Uh, the, 15 the and snatch 30. double under was AMRAP 30 dubs, 10, 10 snatches. snatches. Yeah. 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 And that was, that, that was sure when 15. they lost their mind. Cause they're like, we can't do double unders. And you told us to sign up for the open. And then they had the glitch in the. Oh, there was all kinds of glitches. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, I think they, it was 10 minutes of 15 and 30. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, but I think it started people were, with, cause people were getting like 10 rounds and that was like, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think you're right. It was, it was, it was good. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So, so I remember, um, we get Andrew, derailed on like Andrew. Specifics. Yeah, there's tangents. It's okay. It's, it's, it's mostly all, fern though. So sorry yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, that's what everybody thinks. So we, Andrew's about to go and he's like, he's like, you know, I, you know, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. And I like work with him for a little bit. Um, and I told him, you know, a couple of progressions that I use for double unders. And then I remember we kind of do three, two, one, go, like everybody's going and people are watching him and he hits his first double under. And he just like, he just was like, holy shit, I did it, you know? And then just, can we cuss on here? Oops. No, um, fuck no, no you can't not allowed. <laughs> Fern gets a lot of negative feedback about his, yeah. You potty mouth. Yeah. So he hits it and he just kind of like, you can just see his confidence grow. And then he just keeps getting better and better and better in the workout. And then was able to keep the rope spinning and then hit multiple and broken. It. And it's just like, everything started lining up. That's like one really clear memory where I'm just like, when someone says, I don't think I can do that. And then I can coach them through that mentally and physically. And then it clicks that aha moment is what makes so many people fall in love with, with CrossFit. That's, right. I mean, my favorite CrossFit quote is the greatest adaptation to CrossFit takes place between the ears. Think about that for a moment. The greatest adaptation to CrossFit takes place right here in our mind mm, and yeah, you know, Greg Amundsen repeats it a lot. It's a coach Glassman quote, but that's the thing, right? Like you, especially double unders. I'm always like, can you jump up and down? We do this at level ones. Can you jump up and down? Can you flick your wrists? Yeah. You can do double unders. Yeah. Like, and then I'm sure that confidence in that workout, not only gave him confidence in other movements, but confidence in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw it like a shift in him. Um, 
but you got to be a dick at some point, right? <laughs> like he was like, dude, you're not that good. You got freaking double unders. Like, yeah. calm down. Calm down, all right? <laughs> welcome. Welcome. So he that's just like one specific example. But what I realized starting wad prep was like the more I can facilitate that aha moment, whether it's muscle ups, pull ups, double unders, the more like aha moments I can give to people, the higher chance that they're gonna fall in love with fitness and then their lives will be changed. And like my aunts and uncles still go to the gym that I founded, you know, like I guess nine years ago at this point, they still go and they're still called aunt Carol, you know, aunt, That's awesome. aunt Jane, like people in the gym don't even know who I am anymore. And then they're, That's they're cool. still calling them on, which is the awesome. culture you, you've created there. Yeah. What's your best selling uh, program? Um, probably, well, now it's our all access pass. Cause basically we created like 30 different movement programs and then we just kind of bundle them all up. So the all access pass is the best seller now, And but so, double, like we have one for double unders, double unders unleashed is a very good course. But they um, get that in the all access. They would. Yeah. And, and now are the programs primarily video or PDF based? It's video, all video based. And um, it's you. Yeah. It's me basically teaching them, walking them through the progressions that I learned over the years, coaching a bunch of people. Um, and then all the drill, like basically it's like, here are the progressions, points of performance, a common fault. Like there's a lot of faults people make and I like make videos specifically about how to fix those faults. And then they also come with accessory programming. Like, so three times per week, about 15 to 20 minutes per day. Um, we give you like a little bit of accessory work. Cause you know, like with ring muscle, it's like, if you have the prereq strength and mobility, it's like, all I need to do is teach you a few like skills, the turnover, you know, how to keep the rings in the right position, the false grip, we work a bunch of different variants of that drill. And then by the end of eight weeks, they normally have a muscle up. Cause they're sure. not only gaining technique, but also strength for those yeah. techniques as, as well. Mm -hmm. And even for something like the double under there's accessory programming. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like, I, and I know someone will probably debunk this, but I, I could do it. Let me, let I'm do pretty it. sure you guys know the penguin clap drill. Yeah, yeah, we use it. I'm pretty sure I invented that. Uh, I think I did. It's a great drill. Because I was coaching at CrossFit Invoke. Most people call it the Ackerman Penguin <laughs> Tap Drill. because you're so as tall I'm as a penguin. I'm pretty sure so. I created yeah. it. Because that's what you look like. You just look like a penguin <laughs> hopping around. They're like, that, oh, that drill? No, not for that reason. The, my next seminar, I'm going to be like, all right, everyone, we're going to practice the Ackerman. <laughs> the Ackerman yeah, drill. if you just say the Ackerman, they'll know exactly what you're So does that mean we just walk out when the workout starts? <laughs> just avoid all the work? Oh, that's so good. But I like literally like one of my first classes at CrossFit Invoke, like, I mean, we're talking over 10 years ago at this point, I had double unders and Christmas was like, Hey, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you anything like good luck teaching it. And everyone kept tripping with the rope. And I was like, everybody put your, put your ropes down. Put your damn ropes down. Let's look, I just jump up and down. Like mm -hmm. just everyone stop. <laughs> and then I just was like, you know, let's flick our wrists. And then I like clapped the side of my hips. I was like, Oh, let's just do this where you jump and you just tap the side of your hips. And that's what I, I was think... going to ask you to explain that for anybody that hasn't seen or done that. Just drill. Google yeah. Ackerman penguin tap drill <laughs> and you'll find it. If you search peng, <laughs> if you search, uh, like double under penguin clap on YouTube, I know we have a video yeah. about it. It's but... funny how a lot of the things in your life though, in a very cool way, were just kind of like almost like accidental, <laughs> but that's, I think it's like, what are they, what's the quote about when luck meets, opportunity, opportunity hard or hard work. Yeah. Like you also have a lot of what I feel like. A, a I think that's barrier. entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. But for sure. Box owners have that mental barrier and fear. Mm. And I think like part of it is at a young age for all of us, we were maybe not as much for Fern. He was in the military, but yeah. for us, it sounds like out of college it was like, I'm not getting a job. Yeah. And yeah. then when you just kind of, that becomes your norm. 
you're like, well, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I do this. And for a lot of people that want to open a box, they are in the real world. And it's like very scary. Yeah. But for me, it's terrifying. I mean, let's just call it what it is. If you had a real job prior to that and all of a sudden it's like you only eat what you kill. Mm. there's a lot of stress there but you there's know, that, that that was a that was a stressor that i had when i left i would not i wanted nothing more you're gonna to be leave. a dentist i wanted nothing more than to leave the military like i mean i was waiting like from the day i joined i was like i cannot wait until i get out <laughs> 10 years 11 like, years cannot, later 12, it's like every it every military person i've ever met. ever right and then i had like two i don't think i don't think i had like actual panic attacks but i had like well probably probably as close of it as a panic attack that i would have i was i was the day I went on terminal leave, I was flying to do a level one seminar in Charlotte. But you were already on staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I was, you even had some sort of backup. I plan. had two jobs already lined up. <laughs> Technically three. I had the gym. I was on seminar staff, and I was and I was uh, um, the uh, executive director for Thirty One Heroes. And so I had three forms of employment when I left, and I still freaked out. And then the second one was the actual day I left the military. Like I was like nobody cares where i'm at so yeah i mean like leaving the military and you had a sugar mama yeah my wife is still in um so like leaving that it's it's a big deal and and going into your own business can feel very much the same which is like you're you're pretty much on an island like you're there and if things explode that's it but for like ben and, and myself we never had that job right so it's yeah different. i thrive in chaos yeah like, i'm ready for that environment and i do yeah. too but but the point was it was still a you even though i even though I, even though i wanted to do it and even though it very much fits my personality it was not the norm so yeah. i struggled immensely with it for well yeah that transition months, mentally yeah. is probably quite alarming it was a lot and it was weird because i i really didn't enjoy being in the military like I, yeah i didn't fit you know square peg round hole yeah. Uh, I didn't really enjoy my job. I enjoyed certain aspects of my but job. But then as but, soon as you like, as soon as that like carpet is pulled out from underneath you, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, no, I don't get paid every two weeks, yeah. whether I go to work <laughs> or not. I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, no, but that's cool. The um, how many programs do you sell? Um, I think technically we have like, if, if you break them out individually, I think we have like 30 different courses okay. at this point, um, kind of spanning everything. Like right. We have some mobility stuff we have. Basically, a lot of the like imagine a scaled to RX journey. We have a lot of those. Right. So, like your first unbroken double unders, bar muscle ups, ring muscle ups, handstand push ups, handstand walks. Um, and there's a whole bunch toes to bar. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch more rope climbs. We have the same style of course where it's like right. we teach you the progressions, we teach you like the common faults, right. com the, the, the way that we know how to teach, and then have some accessory program to go with it. And then we also have like an online affiliate, you know, or an, like I, I can't call it an online affiliate, but like I tried to actually tried to affiliate and they're like, you can't just have an online gym. Um, right. I have like an online thing called Wad Prep Masters, which is a online Facebook group slash daily programming for masters athletes. And we especially cater to scaled masters athletes. So 35 years or older, anyone who's trying to like get better at this thing called the CrossFit and, and pick up new skills. We, we have a, a, basically like an online community for that. So what's the core components with regard to programming? Because I would, I would, I would, so I would actually, this is probably fact. The, the vast majority of boxes, that is their demographic. Mm -hmm. 35 year olds who need to skill workouts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, there's a lot of business strategy that goes into my, the programs that we launch. You know I mean? It's like, that. I mean, clearly you put some thought into it and, yeah. and but I, I don't know that a lot of box owners do put a lot of thought into it, but who is my demographic? Like what is the vast majority of my 
customers, what do they look like? Like what, how, what, how old are they? Do they, or do they care about being competitive? Like any of that stuff. Yeah. But what are some core components of that when you guys are writing programs and, and programming? So with, so I have a whole team of coaches that are much better at writing programming than I am. Right. So they're the ones that are in charge of basically all the programming and actual specific coaching anymore. Um, but I know, do know that like the main thing for a master's program is volume management. And then also like tapering mit, like during the week, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, basically like Monday will be a, a heavier, stronger, higher volume day. And then we taper it by the time you're getting to like Thursday, right. which is you know really some sort of programmed active recovery thing. Um, we, rather than just like beating the crap out of people every day, or just having like just beat down days randomly thrown in, we kind of very strategically like have a bigger day and then it just kind of tapers. So Wednesday's workout is, is usually less hard than Monday's workout. Cause by the time, especially as a master's athlete, we have a lot of people in there that are like in their sixties, we have a few 70 year olds. Like by the time you're, you're getting to the third workout day right. in a row, like your body's a little bit more banged up. We give you a rest day. Um, so that's, that's it. And then have a lot you of taking the master's course. Say what? No, I, I have no. not. They teach a lot of that, but I, I mean, essentially what you're talking about is like very intentionally, identifying and modulating intensity yes masters in my opinion are the worst because and i've seen it at numerous boxes and i see it in the masters (laughs) masters are the worst well i'm technically i'm a man i mean i'm 43 but i think if you're a master's athlete listen this year you're just you're (laughs) terrible well i'm in the master's group (laughs) and i see some of the questions and i'm like you fuckers need rest like dude and then and my when i say that the worst i here's what i think and I see it in one other population, which I'll tread lightly on because I don't want to get canceled again. But again? it's it's people that get fitter later. And they're like, well, this much is good. More is better. More, and, totally. and the other place I see it are people that lost significant amounts of weight mm-hmm. because it becomes like, well, I need to do more. I need to eat less. And it's like, or now modulate, like Fern said, and kind of let's find a balance that you can sustain. Totally. And mass, because I see masters, even at our box, they're like, I woke up this morning. I went for a three mile run. I'm like, I see your whoop. Like you slept three hours. Like you would have been better off sleeping totally than than doing more. And and by the way, what is running doing for you? Right. There's a lot of wear and tear. You need this skill work. Like you don't have pull ups. Mm -hmm. Like don't worry about losing weight. Like get pull ups. Get to like the next level for you is not losing weight or or even fitness. It's skill work. Yeah. If you get skill work, your fitness will go up. And we we have so many people in our master's group that like came from other like competitive level level, you know, master's programming. And they're just like, I don't feel beat up anymore. Like I finally, how does that feel? Yeah. It's like, I (laughs) finally normal. (laughs) I finally can do workouts where I feel like I'm putting in the effort that I know I'm capable of. And it's like, yes, this is like the, the, the whole concept of people just like, they want to get beat to pieces. Like, especially you're right in the master's community. It's like, give me pain or, or don't give me anything at all. I'm going to break. And, and, and that's why there's so many of these like little uh, injuries and, you know, things like that. Cause these people are following these programs that are just like, they're just written for insane volume. And literally all we do, and we have a huge one-on-one coaching division as well. We just turn it down. Yeah. Let the body heal and then specifically adapt the changes that we want. And then, wow, magic. They're qualifying. We have people, we had, I think, eight or 10 athletes of the games last year in the Masters Division. Following wide prep programming mm-hmm. yeah. fully. So yeah. you also have a, a leg that's complete programming? Yeah, yeah. So this, this, um, 
this master's group specifically is daily programming. So like they can, but there's a lot of uh, garage gym people who follow it. And then there are people, there are entire gyms that follow it. And there are people who go to the gym and, you know, like, let's say they go to like a more of like a globo gym that has a CrossFit center in it. Mm-hmm. They'll do, follow the program. Well, and that's like friends at a good demographic who can afford this type of thing. Typically people with jobs, right. Yeah. Who tend to be a little over 30, all these boxes that are like, we want the pipe hitters. And I'm like, Oh, the ones that can't afford your membership or the ones that are going to move when they're done with college yeah. or like, yeah. why not get this solid demographic that have a, a tie to this area? Yeah. And then I like that idea too, you know, cause when we hear from programming, my one kind of uh, hesitation is always we promote affiliates and we want affiliates to be doing the affiliate programming. Yeah. So I like the fact that the majority, it sounds like of, of your business model is like skill work, yes. which you can do outside of class. And that's so that we're even at home. Legitimately, that's like when I started Wad Prep, because basically the reason we made daily programming and then we even have one on one custom programming is just purely like demand based. People are like, hey, I, like I don't have anything else to follow. Right. Or this, this accessory work was so great. Right. Now what? A lot of that. But the original, like my first course ever was muscle up madness. That's my ring muscle up course. And the entire, like, I remember writing the sales page. It was like, my entire goal was I want you to go follow your affiliates programming and right? do this and get a muscle. And then, and then all I want you to do is just add hours as the cherry on top. Cause most affiliates are not programming ring muscle up skill work, or if they are, it's like what once a month, maybe if you're lucky to happen to show up well, on would, that one day, no one's doing it. <laughs> well, no it's, one is. it's tough. And this, we kind of talked about this before, but it's like, so hard. It's hard because to not everybody for, wants a muscle up. In yeah. The not everybody wants one. Not everybody needs one. Yeah, there's, and there's not that, enough time, there's not enough space. time space, right? If you're going to add, cause like you're, I would agree. Like if you are going to do 15 to 20 minutes, three times a week, I'm like, I think that is probably optimal for yeah. most people. But I can't put that in my programming exactly. for the for 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 however many hundreds of athletes you and, have fifty to exactly and they, it's like when you know Jill wants to work on double unders and then Matt wants to work on muscle it's like okay well and I think most people should have a garage gym not necessarily for their programming I think they should have a garage gym as a supplement yeah right sure and, and you know and I know it's expensive to convert a garage but let's be real like the community is where it's at you're going to go to the box you're going to work harder but now come home. And if you want to do accessory work or if life gets busy on a Tuesday, you can still work out. But I think that's where really the magic is like you need 20 minutes or so. And you can't often do that at your affiliate. So have a little space in your house. You just need what a rig set of rings. Yeah. I mean, all depends on which program it is, but yeah. we, um, but for your, I mean, most skill work. Yeah. Is, most skill work is, is, I mean, probably don't even need a barbell. Yeah, exactly. So we just kind of realized that we wanted to add that little cherry on top for the athletes that either didn't have the, the person to coach them at all. Maybe they don't even go to an affiliate, but if they do, I didn't want what we released because I'm a former affiliate owner. And I, and I was all about like, I want people like I want my coaches. I want me, I want like everybody to like do the, the programming. I don't want everybody in their own little silos off to the sides. And were you doing this as an affiliate owner? Was I doing the like these types of, no, I wasn't. Know, and, that's where I was actually going to go with this is like, and, like obviously I, 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 I would, encourage everybody to go check out wad prep but this is actually what we push people towards is not you know full custom design not you're not even necessarily nutrition i think everybody should have a flavor of nutrition in their programming but things that like in in a broader sense we would describe as like shorter cycles of things right where you can put uh the masses in per se yeah um if i had an affiliate right now i would go buy what's your biggest package 
The all access pass. The all access yeah. pass. Wadcrib Academy is what it's called. And and okay. it's forever. You have forever access. It's th- it's three hundred bucks a year. So you pay. You renew it annually. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would get that. And we have a box that does this really well in California. Classified Fit. He runs eight week programs. Yeah. And you know he did like for example a running program, and the goal is like pre you know mile on each end. Yeah. But he he bought uh, Nunu's running program. Right. Was a friend of ours. Yeah. And basically took it. But then coached it. Yep. And you can do the same thing. Hey guys, yeah, we we're going to do a mu- to do that. Yeah, muscle up program. And I would just rotate eight, eight week cycles, have a coach there because now I can. It's it's hard to charge like oh I can just go buy that myself. But you're also now getting a coach. Yep. And and for a box owner, they're always like, well, how do I get my coaches paid more? We'll split that with them. You know, give them a good percentage of it, not four ninths. Give them more than that, and and have them run an eight week program. Yeah. I mean, we so we did a little bit of that at my gym um you asked like did we do any of that Mm -hmm. a couple things that i like to do is like i would give people play time where it's like for the next 15 minutes or like as a warm-up like this isn't social time right this is like this is practice time here are three movements that all involve pulling all right bar muscle ups pull-ups or maybe ring muscle ups you guys can choose which one you when you focus you want to focus on and here are a couple of drills to practice. And like, I would give people play time and make sure that they're not just like on their phones chatting with people. And that's a good, good space to like, you're giving people a chance to move and, and focus on like what, what that next domino is that they want to knock over. Well, I'm thinking about it from a coaching standpoint. And some people are like, whatever. And I'm, I like, that's your time to go deep with people. That's oh, yeah. where you get like, you know, a little hands-on with somebody who's got a skill, but is trying to string them together on bar muscle ups. It's just like, Hey, push away from the bar a little bit more when you reset for the next rep. But then I've got somebody who's on the cusp and I could go spend 10 minutes and with three or four people. And now I can not have to worry about the other. And I'm still paying attention. You know, I'll, I'll glance over and check with them, but this is your opportunity to really go deep and provide, you know, an immense amount of value. But these are one of those things where if you can get somebody a muscle up in a, in, in who's on the cusp like that, like you have provided tremendous value mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. like tremendous value with regard yep. to like changing of their movement giving people something that they didn't have before is arguably invaluable yeah and that's that's our business model man like we try to release i try to make the world's best youtube videos um like that's my goal is i want to make my my youtube videos the best coaching videos that you can find anywhere and then i know like the the thousands and thousands of people that have reached out to me and been like I learned bar muscle ups watching your video or I learned ring muscle ups. Just a lady yesterday was like, I had my first double unders, ring muscle up, bar muscle up, butterfly pull. Like she just went through this whole list of, I learned all of them only on your YouTube channel. It's like, now she has that. (laughs) There's certainly a factor of, I know I like, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, if we have an offer that she wants to engage with, whether that's one-on-one coaching or the master's program or whatever, it's like, I try to build up this goodwill and if people only use my free stuff forever, that's totally fine too. Because you provide value. It's the same thing we did when we started the podcast. Yeah, and then that it's adding to, to the things. collective whole. Like yeah. I want more people to. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you what most people would say. You should charge for everything on day one. I'm like, well, first you have to determine it's valuable. And sure. if you want to determine it's valuable, you should probably give it away. And if people consume it, okay, it's definitely worth something. That's the CrossFit model, right? It's free. CrossFit yeah. is free. People forget that. Like, dot com, yeah. even a. During this change, still remains free. How many um, level four CrossFit coaches do you have doing these videos? A lot. 
how many level four CrossFit coaches do I have in the videos? Yeah, or? just doing the videos, coaching, like on staff. You got a lot of them, like 10, 20. I have zero level, maybe because there aren't many as me. Level fours, I don't know. I have I have a team of. If only there was a level four coach nearby, maybe the same town. <laughs> I don't know. That seems that seems like a small that's, chance. That's, that yeah, seems very unlikely that that, that would happen. Like make believe uh, <laughs> the. So I had a question about because you obviously do a ton on YouTube, and this is one of people's like biggest fears, biggest challenges, hurdles, which I think. I think every affiliate owner should be in the educational content game. Mm. What are some of the things that you've learned with regard to producing content and distributing content that would be low hanging fruit for somebody who's very, very timid or hesitant to kind of like start doing that? Because this is how we bridge the gap from yeah. somebody's like CrossFit's dangerous. I'm not going in there. And what I forget what book this is, but it's, if somebody hour of their day, no, definitely was there was no valuable information in there. There was a uh, if somebody let's straight firewood. Yeah, you. right. <laughs> it's a good doorstop. The uh, it's not going to start much more fire. It's small. <laughs> it's a double space. Uh, the uh, if somebody believes there's an imaginary river, right? I'm not going to convince them otherwise. I have to build them an imaginary bridge to get to the other Ooh, side. Hmm. I like right? that. Um, not my idea, but but the point is, I'm so and I, I have this conversation with our coaching staff when we talk about sales. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to try to convince people that CrossFit is not intimidating or any of these things. I'm just going to express to them how we manage all of that going yeah. through. And this is how you start to communicate with the outside world so that they understand, oh, these guys have their, their, their stuff together. They're not just going to throw me in a class. They understand like how to get me from A to B yep. and understand what it is that I'm looking for and what I need based on where I start. So and it sounds like that's very much what you do. Yeah. What's your, what would be your guidance to people to getting into, and I don't mean like starting a whole YouTube channel, but like starting to have build content to create, to, to position themselves as experts. Yeah. So I would say a couple things. Number one, get a games athlete to be your demo <laughs> <laughs> and then have them bail. Yeah. And have them turn you down. The, the main key is is getting started um, simply because the thing that caused me to keep the ball rolling was like, I just kind of released, like if I didn't have that deadline of like, Oh, the 14.1 workout was released today. People want information. Now, if I didn't have the deadline, I might have never started. Right. So, give so your creating a deadline is, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but like a helps. lot of people never create that deadline. Yeah. Like I'll do it. It's like joining a gym. I'll do it. At this point, like, what's your deadline? I like that. Yeah. I mean, come up with a deadline and then tell somebody else about it. Tell someone else about it. But, but like, even yeah, you told Facebook, yeah, or Meta, <laughs> yeah, I should say, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you did because now everybody's like, that was good. When's 14? Like, oh, exactly. Next Friday. I set the expectation. Yeah. And then I had five, five videos in five weeks. And thousands so like, of people watch it. Like, oh, these yeah. thousands of people want to see the next one. Yeah. And then the, the other thing is like, I think some people are like, well, what am I going to talk about? It's like, all right, there, there are Dude. millions of pieces of, of information that you can share or convey. But I would say from a coaching perspective, and I know you guys know this as well, it's like, don't coach everything. So if you have a, let's say you have a topic mm -hmm. that you want to do, break it down into, yeah, one to three things that you're going to talk about. Start the video. This is called the bento box coaching method, where it's like- Like J Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bento yeah, yeah. box. You, you, you start and you say- Today, I'm going to teach you three things about XYZ. 
And that's your intro basically in so many words. And that's like thing number one, teach, teach on it. Thing number two, teach on it. Thing number three, teach on it. And then say, I hope you like this video. Let's recap. I taught you this, this, and this. Boom, you're done. Right? It's like, just organize your information. So it's not just like, here's an idea. And then you just. How long are your videos? Anywhere from anywhere, like the, especially the, the more modern ones, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. Okay. So pretty long, pretty long. But I'm thinking about this is, and this is what I've learned, which is create more concise content on the front end until you get to the point where you can yeah. do longer form stuff. That skill set transitions onto the floor. So coaching well, your athletes. Well, Absolutely. As you're talking about this, like when I teach at, at a box, especially a, a, let's call it a clean, you, you know, you can sit here and recap. All right, we're going to go over the first pull, the second pull, or we're going to be like, Hey guys, today I want to talk about cycling your reps, holding that hook grip. Right. And, and, catching it at your thigh and coming right back up on a hang power clean. And no one does that. And then all of a sudden you get like eyes opening. It's working for the beginners. It's also giving the advanced people like a nugget to th- and, and something to think about during the workout. You're just not like you're saying for not recording it, but you're using it on the floor. Yeah. But this, you know, it's, it's synergistic. If you're using it on the floor, you can make a video of it. If you make a video, you can probably implement well, it on the here's floor. Here's the thing that I think video provides tremendous value for which is making your coaching clear and concise because if i'm trying to get let's just say let's just say you were going to do a 60 minute video on or sorry, not 60 minutes 60 second i want this to go on instagram not uh igtv i want to get it in 60 seconds practice that be like hey i need you to teach that and i need you to teach it in 60 seconds all of a sudden all the extra goes out the window. You're like, hey guys, we're going to go over the catch position in the clean. Here's how I'm going to do that. We're going to pause in the catch. We're going to hold. We're going to talk about a couple of things there. What should that look like? And what should it feel like? Because we're trying to avoid this muted hip receiving position in the clean. And all of a sudden you take something that you would have babbled about or stated in unclearly in some way, shape or form. And it probably doesn't go well the first time, but by the second or third, like trial at that oh, yeah you're like oh, okay i've got it down i've practiced this i know what i'm gonna say i don't know how i'm gonna say it and all of a sudden you walk out on the floor the next day and because i was trying to produce content that's educational in nature i'm not shockingly a better teacher at yep. this point yep i mean the more you like the best way to learn something is to teach it and the best way to get better at teaching Practice. is to teach it right <laughs> you know like you keep teaching and then all of a sudden you're what used to be this like you said like 10 minute monologue on the first pull of a snatch turns into something that's super sweet and simple and you can explain it to the most competitive athlete in the room all the way down to someone who just graduated foundations. So I think that's awesome. Um, so just start is the first one. And then what else would you say? It's just like, is something with regard to people freak out when they get on camera or you turn a microphone on or something like that. Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's, it's all about, I mean, you're going to suck at first. Terrible. Um, and the best way to get better is to do more of it figure out like, what is the purpose? Like I've, I wouldn't say, I mean, for anyone creating content, the go in with a specific avatar in mind, like, like, who are you helping? Like mm-hmm. picture that person in your head and then talk to them. And that's the camera. Um, don't try to pre-script everything. It's just going to make you sound like a robot. Um, and don't try to talk about everything. Like, like the, the worst business idea is a business that helps everyone with everything right. or the worst podcast idea is a podcast that helps everyone with everything. You know, it's like, Every when people are consuming information, they want it to be for them and they want to eliminate all the fluff. So find your avatar. Who are you teaching to? 
Is it your, your affiliate? Is it a specific person in your affiliate? And then work backwards from there. That's so, what we did. Yeah. We decided early on, like, this is for CrossFit affiliate owners only and CrossFit coaches. Yeah. Nobody else. Yep. Not micro gyms, not people that are doing strength conditioning. Like there's people that got that space covered. Like these are the two people. This is our thing. That's all we're going to talk about. Yeah. And it happens to be what we're good at. And just like for you, you were good at coaching, like stick, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like right. when Fern's setting up the podcast equipment, I don't help. Yeah. Cause it's not my lane. I'm not good as productive at it. as my three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but you're good at drinking coffee. So I'm great at drinking coffee and that's what I do most days. Yeah. So I, I love those little, little tips. And I think a lot of box owners are just like, oh, I'm afraid I'm just like, just start, just start is, is really a valuable as, as simple as it is. It's great. And the good news is when you first start making videos, guess what? Not many people are going to watch. Them They're anyway. not going to watch them. Everybody, <laughs> so, what if I mess it up? I'm like, nobody's watching. They don't care. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you think that they're going to have thousands of people watching this video, but they're yeah. not going to be the case. You, you mentioned earlier, you were big into books. I mean, no, it's a little cliche, Very but big. give us a couple. Oof. Other than, I mean, best hour, what number one, what kind, what's, what's what, number kind, two? what kind of books? Like, what are you looking for here? So we'll business go, books we'll, or? yeah, so we'll go two things. We'll go business leadership coaching. Okay. Business book. So actually, so coaching, man, oh man, I should have come prepared. I have you so many really in my have. mind but, now. Stop recording. Um, <laughs> this has been terrible. <laughs> so. All right, business. One of my favorite business books is is Profit First. Mm. Great book. We had John Briggs was just in our well, he wrote Profit First for Micro Gyms, but he was yeah. just he just he did a little presentation Mike. for our grad program. Yes, Profit First is fantastic. I've been running Wad Prep through Profit First since inception, and it's saved it's helped us stay profitable for a very long time and also continue to grow and also helps me not spend money right on really dumb things, which actually could be argued against as well. But so profit first, for sure, business wise. Um, the second one was uh, mindset, leadership, leadership, leadership wise. I think one of my favorite books would be, oh my goodness, the coaching habit. I've Is seen that like Dan Sullivan? Who's no, that? I've seen it somewhere. I'm totally blanking on the author. Okay. It's it's really, really good. But it's okay. called The Coaching Habit? It's called The okay. Coaching Habit. And it's more of, it's an internal, it's like a managerial. It's not like for coaching athletes per se. Right. Um, but it's it's a basically a managerial technique where like you're, you essentially are taught how to empower your employees yeah, to a, know the answer. Rather an than affiliate like, owner who has coaches. Right. Hey, right. Um, yeah. Katie, I'm going to empower you to read The Coaching Habit and then explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty short book, too. Um, so The Coaching Habit's really good. because have just, pictures because then Jay can read it. It helps you pull out. <laughs> it helps you like just realize how, how capable your people are right? Um, and how to train them. And then what was the last one? Uh, Mindset. Like, no, it was like it was business uh, oh. leadership. And then that the third one was uh, coaching, like actual coaching okay. like into the like the if there is anything that you've read that's like either programming or movement based or anything like that honestly there really hasn't been okay. um because for me um and th this is where i had a lot of imposter syndrome back in the day but like for me it's like oh what's your like what background do you have are you a gym gymnastics coach are you a you know like what certifications do you have i'm like trial by fire as a right. fisherman like <laughs> i like i i just i've coached you know at this right. point i don't know maybe thousands of classes, maybe. I don't even know. I've never tried to add it up, but like I've coached a lot of classes with a lot of different people, big classes to really small classes. 
young people to really old people. And it's just like, I know the, the cues that have worked for me to help get the results that I wanted in them. Experience. You right? can't it, was Trump just, it was just nope. experience. So. Except for with the level four credential trumps everything. <laughs> Which you have no, you have to have no experience. It's not a thing. <laughs> you just paid a fee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty Mail. much. Pretty much. Self, yeah. Self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd say that was a, a, a couple other uh, like really amazing books that come to mind, especially from like a business owner perspective is Who Not How. That one's Dan Solomon. I literally just read that not too long ago. Yeah. Maybe like two months ago. Fantastic. I've been book. recommending that to a lot of people. Yeah, um, that's that's a relatively new book. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. Great book. Um, and that's why like I, I have a pretty big team now at Wad Prep because I I just I love hiring awesome people mm. to do what they're really good at and I step out of the way. Yeah. So you have a team now and you you went kind of against the grain and during the pandemic opened a brick and mortar. I that was only to film video so is that see my little playground is that area in arvada mostly like your studio yeah it's just my office and it's a video studio as well it's like a mini crossfit gym where my videographer comes sets off all the lights and then we can shoot videos whenever we want 24 7 very cool rather than having to wait for a gym to give me space at the you know one hour period and there might be someone in there for open gym and then it's loud and so i just was like you know what i'm just gonna buy my own place that's awesome so sweet well any other questions, Fern? No, this has been great. I think a lot of there's a lot of good takeaways in this. Um, if you're a affiliate or check it out. Um, and I think there's a we or talk, if you're just a cross. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm selfishly I'm thinking as an affiliate owner, but all of those, right? If you're if you're an at-home worker outer, if you, you know, identified when I said you're a dumb master, that athlete. Yeah, yeah, check that out. <laughs> check too. it out. Yeah. And you haven't to still be listening. <laughs> yeah. Where else can they find where they can they find you? Instagram handles? Yeah, Facebook. so it's Wad Prep everywhere. So okay. um so Wad Prep on Instagram. Uh, I I still respond to the DMs. Um you can email me Ben at wadprep.com um or wadprep.com is a good place to go. And then we have a ton of YouTube as well, which is yeah. shockingly wad prep. Um and then Facebook. So we have the whole meta gamut meta. of stuff. Meta, meta excuse me. Yeah. Um we have a whole meta, gamut of stuff all the way from like you can buy these individual courses, you can buy the all access pass. We have the monthly, uh, basically like the on, I, I call it like an online affiliate. Basically it was like, we tried to fill the void that was left in the community when, when COVID happened. Um, and that's been really good, really, really tight community there on Wad Prep Masters. And then we do have one-on-one coaching, which one-on-one coaching is either for, we've sent people to the games all the way to, we help people get their first pull up without pain kind of thing. Um, so that's great. That's, that's Wad Prep. But like the whole mission here is like, if, if you are a coach or an athlete that's trying to help people like fall in love with fitness by acquiring these skills. Like that's, that's what we do. That's what we help people with. Yeah. From a coaching standpoint, I, I think I, cause I still do this to this day, which is like, I'll just buy random programs and just go through them myself, learn yeah. things like steal little tiny pieces from, from them, whether it's accessory work or how to teach something like double under double under is a perfect example. Yeah. Just like at some point you're not stacking like big, massive amounts of information. You're spe- you're stealing like little tiny pieces to add them to your tool belt that help in that one instance yeah. when Sally's struggling. I'm like, I know exactly what to do here. And that, yeah. that thing really only kind of applies at this exact moment. Yep. And um, by the time you get home, you should have that lawsuit from me for the Ackerman Penguin Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Cease and desist letter. <laughs> the, Acker- the Ackerman clap. Yeah. The APT, I call it. <laughs> but it's been really great having you on. I look forward to hanging out in... Uh, in Arvada, hopping on a mountain bike, shooting some elk. 
Yeah. Doing manly stuff. All at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're That's a great. little faster on a bike. <laughs> I get that elk. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been great chatting with you. It's been a pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely stoked. And if, yeah, if anyone has any questions, like just shoot me a, a DM on Instagram. Like I let them, let me know that you've listened to the podcast and then any questions, whether it's about business or whether it's about coaching an athlete, like I'm, I love helping people. Yeah. You're doing a lot of good stuff for the community, man. Keep doing it. Yeah. Ultimately, we're all on the same team. We want CrossFit to keep growing because it's going to impact more lives. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.